0: and Andy show, written by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosier, featuring Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Amanda Randolph, Millie Bruce, Roy Glenn, Jeff Alexander's music, yours truly Harlow Wilcox, and starring radio's all-time favorites, Freeman Gosden and Charles Corell. Amos and Andy! <laughs> well, our Kingfish's wife Sapphire and her mother have been saving their money for a vacation at the seashore. Although it's only April, they've decided to take an early vacation and beat the crowd. Right now, Sapphire, her mother, and the Kingfish are having a little family discussion over dinner on where they should go. I think we ought to go to the seashore. Well, I'd be miserable at
1: the seashore. I think we ought to go to the mountains. The seashore is much better. I hate the ocean. I tell you, you can't beat the mountains.
2: Look at that, (laughs) Barley. We are going to the seashore. And if you mention mountains once again, I'm going to take this rough roast and bounce it off that big head of yours. (laughs) What are you going to say to that?
1: Just one thing. (laughs) By the sea, by the sea, by the sea.
2: I know you'd back down, you miserable, snivelet weasel, you.
1: You know, Mama, you really are a sour old lady. <laughs> Tell me something. Did the storm bring you or did you
2: crawl out of a pickle barrel? Now, look, George Stevens, me and Mama is paying for this vacation and we're going to the sea now listen, I
1: was always embarrassed to, to be seen on the beach with you two. Everybody turn around and stares at you. George, they does not. Well, how about last summer when we went to Atlantic City? The fellow that runs the aquarium on the steel pier complained about you two. He claimed you and Mama was taking the play away from the octopus.
2: (laughs) There's no sense of arguing, George. We is going to the beach and that's final. Yeah. We is paying the freight on this trip. You just haul your big fat carcass where we tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, <laughs> look, George, me and Mama got $300 saved up. Now, I want you to take it and go down to a travel agency and make us a reservation at some nice seaside resort.
1: Yeah, that's it. Jam it down my food like everything else around here. You think for once that you take me into consideration. I got feeling like everybody else. After all, I as a human being that needs love and affection and understanding
2: and... Cut it out, Mother McCree! You're breaking my heart!
3: <laughs>
4: you say Kingfish the Sapphire and her mommy insists on going to the seashore this year, huh? Yes, and it, it calls it a vacation, but...
1: Well, the, the real purpose is to try to hook a man for Mama, you see. Oh, yeah. yeah. As soon as they check into the hotel, the nuptiality maneuvers start.
4: That's why his Mama really throws out the hook to catch a man,
1: huh? Yeah, but I'm afraid at her age, the pain is a little too stale. <laughs> that
4: old lobster pot ain't had a nibble for the past 18 years. Yeah...
3: <laughs> yeah. I
4: guess she is the kind of a catfish that it's a pleasure to throw back, all right. Well, you know, uh, she did come pretty
1: close last summer. Yeah. Yeah, some old boy seeded her rocking on the front porch of the hotel, and he fell for it like a ton of bricks. Yeah, he was the perfect man for Mama. Ninety-eight years old, weak eyes, loaded with money, and his next of kin was 4,000 miles away. Uh, Well, what done happened? Well, they had a doctor check the old boy to get a Dow Jones report on his blood pressure. (laughs) And uh, he guaranteed the old codger would uh, last just about long enough to get through the ceremony. So she worked fast, you see, and two days later, he was walking down the aisle with her.
4: Yeah, well, how come they never went through with the ceremony?
1: Well, one of them strange quirks of fate, Andy, that breaks a son-in-law's heart. Right in the middle of the ceremony, rigor mortis got to the groom. (laughs) Holy mackerel, that was bad. Yes, Andy, when the preacher got to the part about, do you take this man,
4: the undertaker said, I do. (laughs) Well, that was a tough break, all right, Kingford.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they want to go to the seashore again. They've been going to the seashore for the past eight seasons. As far as romance is concerned,
4: the old lady has done smooth with everything around sea level. <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: you know something? If she went to the mountains, she might snag something above the timber line. <laughs> might meet an eligible moose or something up there. Well, I better look up
1: some cheap travel agency, I guess. One that ain't too expensive and makes the reservations for
4: the sea show. Yeah, and I was just thinking, your mama might meet some old fella down there, too. So if you were smart... You ought to go down to Red Cross and learn that artificial respiration. <laughs> At least that way, you'll be able to get him through the ceremony. Oh, yeah. That's...
1: Well, here's the travel agency. I see it listed in the paper. Hmm. Don't look like much of a place, but I guess it ought to be cheap. Let me wipe the dust off the window here so I can see what it say on the poster.
3: Hmm.
1: Salem's book now on the SS Leviathan. <laughs> Drinks served beyond the three mile limit. Well, this sounds like a big time offer. Let me get in here. Yeah, well, that must be the proprietor coming over here. Well,
5: it? well, 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 well. Come right in. What can it do for you, friend?
1: Well, uh, I'd like to arrange for a trip. Oh, a pleasure trip? No, no, i take him away from mother in law. Ain't eh? nothing. <laughs>
5: I see, planning the vacation, hey? Eh? Well, sit right down in this chair, friend, and let me make you comfortable.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, mother, but we want to go to the seashore. The seashore?
5: Why, friend, nobody but nobody goes to the seashore anymore, except squares and seagulls. Oh, they don't, huh? Why, certainly not. Now, what you want to do, friend, is go where they're all going this
1: year. No, uh, uh, where is they all going
5: this year? Where they going, my friend? Why, Lake Chippa Wawa. Lake Chippa Wawa. Uh, where is that, mister? Where is it? Why, friend, it's high on the sand dunes overlooking beautiful Hackensack.
3: Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
5: friend, if you take advantage, now you can have the winter race.
1: Yeah, the well, if everybody's going uh, there, it might be all right, I guess, yeah, sir.
5: Well, now, Bud, you tell me this. Uh, how long do you plan to stay? Uh, a, a two weeks. I see. And, uh, what did you want to spend? Uh, not over $300. Two weeks? $300? Friends, you hit it right on the nose. I did? Yes, sir. Have the perfect trip, and that's payable in advance.
1: Yeah, yeah sir. Well, I got the money right here. Perfect trip money, yeah, sir. Well, there you is right there. $300, Well, right?
5: that's fine. That's fine. Now, here you are. Take some circulars on the place, and here's your reservations at the line. Now, all you have to do is just sign right here. Yes, yeah, Naturally, you come under our 3R
1: plan. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, what is the 3R plan?
5: Very simple, friend. No rebates, refunds, or restitution. No. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
1: That's a nice thing. I'm glad to get in there. Thank you very much. <laughs>
3: Hello,
5: Ed. This is Gary at the travel agency. How is everything up there at Lake chippewa Season hasn't started yet, huh? Well, patch the roof and chase the chickens out of the bridal suite. i got a party of suckers coming up.
3: Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, I got the reservation. Now I guess I'll leave the office and go on home and tell Sapphire and Mama. You'll probably raise a fuss about not going to the seashore, but I... Uh...
2: Well, Calhoun, the lawyer, how is your boy? How are you, Kingfish. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Well, sir, I just dropped over from my office to use your phone. Yeah, well, uh, what's wrong with your phone, Calhoun? Yeah, well, I'll explain that to you. you. You see, last Saturday night I was awful lonely, so I opened up the phone book and see it on the front page where you can just pick up the phone and say, Operator, I want a fireman. Uh, I want the policeman, or I want the doctor, and they send you one. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, so I picked up the phone and say, Operator, I want a tall gal with a weak will. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, what did you get? A short man with a pair of pliers who took out my phone.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: well, uh, I'm glad you dropped in, Calhoun, uh, I want to say goodbye to you, boy. I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, going on a little vacation, oh, y'all. Yes, <laughs> Me and my wife and mama-in-law is going up to Lake Chippewa. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, I'm glad you're going to uh, Lake, uh, Lake Chippewa. Go, Lake Lake Chippewa. You don't mean Lake Chippewa up in the hills above Hackensack, does
3: you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: What you laughing like that about? What's the matter? Hey, Kingfish, I sued that dump last year on behalf of two of my clients. You mean it ain't no mountain paradise? It ain't nothing but a broken-down sack on a dried-up lake.
1: What do you mean? Now, the man give me these circles here and everything. Mm. Must be all right. Uh, look at these, uh, look, Uh, uh look. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Huh? Yeah, look at these circles. Mm.
2: You can even tell from the
1: pictures it's a dump. You well, know, I tell you, when Sapphire and Mama find out I done book them a place like this, they're gonna kill me dead. D E A D dead. Well, I
2: guess you got stuck with the revelation, but maybe you can seek somebody else with them. You know, they say that they're a sucker born every minute. Mm, yeah, a sucker born every minute. Mm-hmm. You know, I
1: think I'll go over and have a talk with newborn baby Brown. <laughs>
2: hey, you're smart not going to the mountains anyway, Kingfish. You know, they can be a dangerous place. They can, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. My brother worked up at one of them big hotels at Lake Placid last winter as a waiter. Oh, he did? Yeah. And he decided to take up skiing. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, one day he went up to the top of the big ski jump up there and lowered his head and away he went. Holy mackerel. Uh, The only trouble was, in the middle of the air, he lost his balance and Come down three hundred feet, right smack on his head. Whoa, did it hurt him? Well, I tell you, you know how the waiters up there brings in the meals by balancing a tray on their head. Yeah. My brother is the only waiter they got that can serve six people without using a tray. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're uh, coming down the hall. I hope I can unload this dump on him.
4: Oh, hi, Kingfish. Hi. Uh,
1: hi, Brother Andy. You look pretty poorly there. Sit down and unhollow your cheeks there. Let them puff out on you.
4: Uh, is you and Sapphire all ready for your seashore vacation?
1: Yes, Andy, but I, I feel the little conscience struck about you, boy. About me? Certainly. I'll be laying there on the seashore, breathing in them pure ocean breezes you'll be up here in New York inhaling all this polluted air.
4: You say the air here in New York is looted up? What is that?
1: Well, yeah, and they, they took a sample of it and they sent it to the Mayo Brothers in the milk bottle. And uh, the Mill Brothers analyzed it and found out uh, with all the automobiles in New York, the air is one part oxygen and two parts carbon peroxide, you see.
4: Uh, and... Uh... That's bad to inhale, all that stuff, huh? Oh, yeah, and the science has found out that the only way to live here in New York is to
1: have some relative over in New Jersey do your breathing for you. That's the only way to yeah,
4: Well, that's a myth, all right. How did this come about?
1: Well, the, the, the main reason is that there are six million people in New York and only air enough for three million, you see.
4: Well, if that's the case, how come that half of them don't uh, suffrage rate?
1: Well, of course, up till now, half the population uh, has been inhaling while the other half exhales, you see what I mean? <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: but who knows, Andy, one of these days, something might disturb the beat, and you're liable to take a deep breath and come up shy, you know.
4: <laughs> you mean that there ain't no fresh air in New York at all?
1: No, Andy, and it's getting rough, too, all the time. Yeah, uh, You've been down to the railroad station, seen all them crowds hanging around the gates, ain't you? Yeah. Well, now, you might think they're down there to meet friends, Andy. But actually, they is there to inhale
4: some fresh air off the
1: commuters. That's what they do. Oh, smoke.
4: well, I don't like the idea of breathing no secondhand air, so what must I do?
1: Well, Anna, the doctor said that if you spend two weeks in the
4: country, you can inhale enough fresh air
1: to tide you over the next season, you see.
4: Yeah, but I wouldn't know where to go or nothing.
1: Well, now, the Pure Food and Air Commission, they made a survey and found that the pure air in the country as at Lake Chippewawa in the beautiful hills of New Jersey.
4: Yeah, that's really pure, huh?
1: Pure. And there's 50% oxygen and 50% vitamins. Mm. And on top of that, the whole thing has got a penicillin base.
3: You see that? <laughs> uh, I think
1: that I might be able to pull a few strings and get you in at the lodge up there for a couple of weeks.
4: Oh, that's good. Is it a nice place? Nice place. Look here at the picture there, and Look at that.
1: Yeah. Isn't that nice? There, the rustic oak lodge on beautiful Lake Chippewa.
4: I don't see no oaks. Where is it?
1: The oaks, well, they done cut them down, Andy. They don't want nothing interfering with the air up there.
4: (laughs) Well, it's rustic, all right. Sure. They must have had a lot of rain up there, though. Look at that puddle in the middle of the road. Andy, that is Lake Chippewa.
3: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Lake
4: bed actually goes
1: for miles and miles, you see. The man just happened to take the picture at low tide. Oh, yeah. Now,
4: I've I got you the rock-bottom price on this, and it cost you $300 for the two weeks. Holy mackerel. I'd like to breathe the penicillin and everything, but 300 bucks? Oh, no, King I think I'll just stay around New York and gasp for breath.
1: <laughs> and I, I forgot to mention something else to you. You know, they didn't call that place uh, Lake Chippewawa for nothing. Mm-hmm. It happens to be an old Indian name meaning...
4: Keep big fresh air and girls. Uh Kingfish, did you say girls? Oh, that's right, son. I'll take it. You just hit on something there that's more important than breathing. Yeah, now nah, right.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, Amos, I'm glad I found you in your office, boy. Yeah, well, come on in, and uh, what is up? I just come over to say goodbye. I'm gonna take a vacation. Gonna get out of the city. You know, the only way you can breathe here in New York is to go down to the station and inhale commuters.
1: Uh, well, do, uh, in, in, inhale commuters?
4: Yeah, that's right. I'm going to New Jersey to Lake Chippewa. That's an old Indian word for a gal named Tunisohn.
1: <laughs> uh, now, Andy, uh, what is this all about? Uh, uh, who told you all this stuff that you're telling me now?
4: The kingfish explained it to me. He explained it just before I give him $300 for my reservation.
1: Andy, ain't that the name uh, Lake Chippewawa uh, kind of familiar to you a little bit? Yeah, kind of. Oh, Andy, I tell you what. It was in the newspaper last year. Don't you remember? You remember Calhoun done sued the lodge up there and tried to get some money back for some people who stayed at this uh, uh, lodge up there at Lake Chippewawa. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an awful dump. And Calhoun tried to get the money, but he couldn't get no evidence
4: on them people. Yeah, I remember that. Sure. Yeah, I guess the kingfish didn't know about that when he sold me the reservation.
1: Listen, if you paid him $300, he done gypped you, and that's all it is to it.
4: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm going over there and see him. Yeah, well, what is he going to do? All his talk about fresh air. I'm going to get my baseball bat and cross-ventilate the top of his head. that's that's right. (laughs)
1: I got my $300 back. i did not give the money to Sapphire and Mama. Let them make their own reservation. I ain't going to...
4: King Tricks, stand right where you are.
1: Oh, Brother Andy, what you doing with that baseball bat? The season ain't open yet.
4: Listen, in two seconds, I'm going to open the baseball season right on the top of your head.
1: Well, now, wait a minute, Andy. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Uh... Now, 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 just calm down here, Andy, old pal. Yeah. Now, look here. You wouldn't hurt a man that was wounded in the service of his country, would you? When was you wounded in the service of your country? Down at the draft board when they wanted to induct me. Yeah. And the man asked me to raise my hand, sweat, or actual head 36 dependents. And I jerked it up right quick and pulled my collarbone out of the joint there.
4: <coughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I don't forgot about
1: and that. out of the way, and Let a veteran go
4: by oh, here. Oh, no, you don't, Kingfish. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. You ain't going to weasel out of this. That Lake Chippewa ain't nothing but a dump. I thought that I was gonna spend two weeks at a nice resort.
1: Well now, Andy, now look here, let me explain this to you. Yeah. When I booked you into that miserable dump, I was actually doing it for your own good.
4: What you mean, my own good?
1: Yeah, suppose I booked you into some high class place. You would be embarrassed to go there. I would. Oh, cool, sir. Uh, uh, look at you there with them slips in your shoes and that hole in your derby and that patch on the seat of your pants. Yeah you got more ventilation than you is class, boy.
4: <laughs>
1: if you wanted to go to a high-class place, it would cost you at least $300 for a decent wardrobe balloon.
4: Yeah, well, I got a couple of suits at home that ain't got no holes in them.
1: Well, it ain't only that, Andy. It? It's a nice cheap dump like Lake Chippewa where you don't have the expenses mounting up on you. You don't, huh? No, outside of a bottle of DDT and a couple of rat traps, you practically can go as you is. You see what I mean? <laughs> Well, Andy, in and them high class places, they, they get you going and coming.
4: They does, huh?
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, you drives up in a taxi cab at one of these high class places, yeah. and there's a fellow in uniform that opens the cab door. Now he
4: bows to you and he holds out his hand. Now what do you do? I shake hands with it. <laughs> I ain't no snob, you know. <laughs> no, no, Andy, you gotta slip him a quarter, grease his palm. Grease his palm? Couldn't I just give him a ten cent lube job?
1: You didn't give the man no ten cents. Now, oh, with all them millionaires and dowagers sitting on the front porch there watching you through their lorgnettes. Lorgnettes? What is them? Them glasses on a stick. <laughs> what is known in the 400 as combination periscope and social snorkel. That's what they're... <laughs>
4: They really got a bead on me, huh?
1: Oh, yeah, they're watching every minute. And then you gets up on the porch there, and there's another fella in uniform waiting for you there.
4: I got to give him a grease job, too, huh? Well, at least a quarter, Andy, or he won't open the door for you. Well, couldn't I wait for one of them millionaires to go in and sprint through on his backswing?
3: <laughs>
4: oh, no, Andy, that kind
1: of sneaky stuff has done been tried since the gay nineties.
4: It ain't,
1: huh? No, Mrs. Harriet playing Whitney, Caught a bustle in the revolving door, you see.
4: Well, I don't want no bustle trouble, so... I'll slip my quarter. At least I got to the lobby. and It only cost me a half a dollar.
1: Yeah, but that's only the beginning, sure, Anna.
4: Huh? you
1: get up to the desk, the bellboy going to ask you for your bag. And mm-hmm. he's the fellow with all that gold braid on his shoulder and all them brass buttons and everything. Then you really in trouble.
4: I is, huh?
1: Oh, yeah, Andy. You can't hand him that old canvas bowling bag of yours with that extra suit of underwear in it. no you got to hand him a pigskin suitcase. Or oh, at the worst, a stimulated alligator.
3: That's what you got to do. Well, now,
4: wait a minute, chair. I was only planning to be there two weeks. I wasn't thinking on taking those suitcase. Oh, suitcase no suitcase. Oh,
3: suitcases are no suitcases, Andy. <laughs> I'll tell
1: you. They got you no matter what you do. In addition to the two doormans and the bellboys... You got the elevator operator, the floor clerk, the chambermaid. The hotel always makes sure that by the time you get to your room,
4: you can't afford
1: it. Now, that's the way to work. Oh,
4: mackerel, I never thought it would be that bad.
1: Oh, I tell you, Andy, you don't know how lucky you is that you was going to a broken-down, miserable dump like Lake Chippewawa.
4: Yeah, I guess I is pretty lucky that I ain't going to no high-class place.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad you see it my way, Anna, and I guarantee you you will never be embarrassed at Lake Chippewawa. From what I hear, the help is in than you is. Now, that's the... Well, i get on up to my apartment here. I guess the gals have taking the money and got the reservations by now. Well, Mama Sapphire, is we all ready for our glorious vacation?
2: Oh, yes, George. We'll pack our bags tonight and be ready to leave first thing in the morning.
1: Oh, that's fine. Uh, what seashore resort is we going to, honey?
2: Well, fun all, you said we never considered you and we were selfish. Well, we decided to do what you wanted. We are going to the mountains. The mountains, huh? Mm-hmm. Andy dropped by this afternoon and sold us his reservations for two weeks at beautiful Lake Chippewa. Oh, no, 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 no.
0: Be sure to be with us next week at the same time when we will again present radio's all time favorites, Amos and Andy. Till next week, then, good night. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.